Welcome back to the Evolution Pod Club. I am your host, Jackie Seiden. You are upset about something. Something happened and you feel bad. Or you're excited about something. Something happened and now you feel good. When you feel good, you are seeing the truth. When you feel bad, you are perceiving the illusion. Your inner guide sends you messages in the forms of negative emotions to let you know you are not seeing the truth. You are used to looking at conditions to dictate how you feel. You're basing your emotions on what you perceive in the now, as opposed to understanding that the now of your reality and everything you see in it has already been created. You've already manifested everything you see in your life right now, which means you don't need to focus on everything in your reality right now because so much more is coming. You can't imagine what's coming. So find a way to feel good now. Change your perception of your current reality to see the good in it. And by doing this, you attract more things in your reality that feel good. Conversely, if you focus on what feels bad, the universe will just bring you more of that. The universe doesn't discern between what you prefer and what you don't. In an attractive universe, the universe brings you more of what you are focused on, no matter if you have something you like or something you don't like. By understanding that you are your perspective, you can start to make a change in your life. There's always a higher perspective that will assist you in making you feel good. There's always a way to remind yourself that you are the creator and not a victim. Everything, everything is happening for you, by you. By you meaning by that limitless soul part of you that still exists and is with you at all times for your growth and expansion. The part of you that feels bad or scared is the physical part of you that sees yourself as a victim because you don't have all the information. When something happens that upsets you, if you understood where the situation was leading you, no matter how dire it seemed in the moment, if you knew everything about what was happening, just like the non-physical part of you does, you wouldn't have any negative emotions. You would have complete faith that everything is working out and is always working out. Okay, for example, if I told you that you would have the dream relationship or any dream of yours would come true in 10 months, it's a done deal, it's happening, we just have to coordinate some things over here in the non-physical, how would you feel? How would you live your life differently? The next 10 months would be a blast because you would be certain that the thing you want is coming. So you would just have fun knowing it's coming. Great, 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 it's gonna be so cool, I can't wait. Well, you can choose to live that way every day understanding that what you truly need is always on its way. And if you have a desire, its vibrational equivalent exists the moment you have that desire. And all you need to do is raise your vibration to become a match to the desire. How do you do that? Well, you change your perception of your reality. You see everything as perfect and working out. You look at your past and work through any events that you see as bad or wrong. And you see that those events led you here where you are now, which is exactly where you're meant to be. In every moment you have a choice of perception. So which will you choose? The perception of the creator that everything is happening for you, by you, 
or the perception of the victim that everything is happening to you from a ruthless and evil world, which it's not because everything is created in love. Everything is source energy. You are source energy. You are a limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance. That is the truth of who you are. You know it somewhere in your physical being and we know you're ready to hear it because you found us. And we are simply here to remind you of what you already know so you can live a fuller, richer, easier, less anxious, happier life in the process. Today is a really special episode. I met Reese through her dad. She is a student at the University of Arizona and she has brought along one of her Alpha Phi sisters, Yana, who's the president, and her old friend from ASU, Lexi, to join me today for the Evolution Pod Club. And now you know, young people are at a higher vibration. They are a vibrational match to the earth at the time of their birth. And since the earth is also evolving and exponentially increasing its own vibration, in order for them to come in, they must be at that same level. Each generation, therefore, is at a higher vibrational level. So it's no surprise that they are catching on to this new approach in a deeper, more profound way of complete lightning speed. It's remarkable. They are our teachers. So without further ado, please welcome Reese, Yana, and Lexi. Hi, Jackie. Hi, ladies. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for joining. This is so exciting to have you on the Evolution Pod Club, where we're talking all things perspective, spirituality, how to navigate in the world, feeling good, and basically being an example of what we call alignment for everyone around you. And being in alignment just means seeing that everything is always working out in every moment. And when you do that, you actually have a huge impact on all the people in your life. So I'm going to start with Reese. Reese, you brought us all together. You were the connector, the curator, if you will. Hi, how are Hi. you? So, so good. Please listen. I first heard your voice. You were on a Joshua live call. Joshua uh, is channeled by Gary Bodley. Gary Bodley is a channel. And her father, Jerry, and I are in a boot camp together. And I remember you asking a question. Do you mind sharing what that question was a long time ago? Yeah, I had just recently um, been applying to colleges and I wanted USC so bad, thought that was my dream school, determined like that's where I need to go. Ended up not getting in, like my life just crumbled from my eyes. So I went on Joshua Live and sat in on my dad's call and I asked the question, um, I applied to my, what I thought was my dream school and what I thought was the school for my highest good ended up not getting in, how do I still accept this outcome as my highest good? Right. Because it wasn't something you thought you wanted in that moment because you didn't have all the information. You didn't know where it was leading, right? You just know, and everyone can relate to that. Everybody has a job they didn't get, a relationship they didn't get, a school they didn't get into at one time or another in their life. What did he tell you? I remember him saying specifically, there was one thing he said, you don't know if your best friend is at that school. You don't know what's there. But here's what's so interesting. Because you didn't get into that school, which is where you thought you belonged, where you thought you wanted to go. And that desire was so important because then when it didn't happen, it puts you on a new trajectory that led you to jump on the call, which led you then to be open to this new idea, this new approach, this new way of thinking. You've gotten more and more curious about it you've gotten more involved and it seems as though 
that actually puts you on your spiritual journey. That one thing, let's say, quote, not working out, which of course was working out, but you can't see it in the moment because you don't have all the information. And then I know you went to University of Arizona and things started falling into place, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wouldn't trade this for the world. Like this is the life that I expected I would have at USC. I got here, like this dream life. You were going to major in something. What were you going to major in? I was going to major in nutrition and then figured out all the chemistry I had to take. So now I'm retailing consumer sciences. You're like, no, thank you in the chemistry. Yes. And how much are you loving this new path? Oh my God. I love it. I'm not like stressing about chemistry all the time, about math, all this stuff. I get to like learn about things that I like. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And look at you now. And now you're, you're on a podcast talking about opening your mind and seeing the perfection and everything happening. And how old are you? I'm 18. I just turned 18. Okay. You're 18. I'm 43. Okay. I just turned 43 on Saturday. So can you- Happy birthday. Thank you. Yes. So can you imagine, can you imagine starting this now, how much you'll be able to process in your lifetime and having these tools right now? Because I feel like what you guys are all going through at this time of your life, oh, I remember it being very intense. There's a lot coming at you. There's social stuff, relationship stuff, school stuff. There's a lot of what we call manifestation events. And a manifestation event is just something that happens that triggers negative emotions in this case, right? There's a lot going on. And so to have these tools to say, okay, I don't feel good about this. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. I'm mad. That is just a sign that I have a limiting belief that I'm not looking at the situation as a creator. I'm looking at it as a victim inside of it. Okay. What do I believe is true? So in the case of not getting into the school, it's okay. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm smart enough. There's a, a fear of rejection in there, right? Okay. So let's say the limiting belief is just, they had wanted me. I'm just not good enough, but you know that you can prove that false in two seconds. Of course you're good enough. You have family that loves you, friend that loves you. You're here. The mere fact that you are here in a body living your life, there is no other you anywhere in the world, never has been, never will be. And you are the only person that has your own perspective. And that perspective adds to all that is, and no one else has it. And that's proof of your worthiness. So we define our worthiness by all sorts of things, where we get in, who likes us, getting invited to that party, this, that, or the other. But the truth is we are already completely worthy. We are already whole. We are already complete, abundant. We walk around with computers in our pocket. We can get into our car and drive 70 miles an hour somewhere. We are completely free and abundant. And so it's just having those tools now in your life is so incredible. Lexi, I see you nodding. Lexi, what, what has your journey been here? How, how did you end up here? Um, Reese texted me like early on when she first got invited and was like, I'm so excited I'm doing this. Like I wanted you to know. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like it's so her, I was so excited for her. And then like a few weeks later, she texted me and was like, hey, like, would you want to come on with me? I kind of had like this like instinct to ask. And I'm actually going through something that's like kind of taking a toll on me. What's going on? I don't, I don't get emotional and like, I'm getting emotional, but anyways, um, it was kind of like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, like I would really like that. Like, that'd be a cool opportunity, like whatever. And so that's how I got brought on here. (laughs) Do you, do you, 
mind talking a little bit about it? Um, I just like got out of a three-year relationship and it like, I don't even, <laughs> okay, sorry, so I don't get emotional. So this is, this is a very, <laughs> again, we're all sensitive. And when you're attracted to this work or you find someone that brings you in, being sensitive is a superpower. You have to be sensitive because you have to be in touch with your emotions in order to know what your emotions are telling you. If you don't know what you're feeling, then you can't even begin to do this work. So it's a beautiful thing. So you just got to have a three-year relationship. Yeah. Um, it's been hard because social media is like, it does, it certainly doesn't make it easy. And I feel like I've taken the high road on many things, but it just like, in my opinion, it doesn't feel like it's like paying off. And like, I know that it, it eventually will, but like right now it's just hard. Cause I feel like I'm hurting. And like, you talked about the perspective thing. Like I feel like the victim, which I know, like I need to shift but I just feel like, why is this happening? Like, I want answers, even though like, I know like long-term I might be able to look back and be like, oh, that's why it happened. But right now it's like much right. harder. You know that in the future, you'll have the hindsight when you find that next relationship that you've learned so much and you'll say, oh, you'll be able to look back on this one with gratitude. But right now you're like, I don't have that hindsight right now. I'm <laughs> in it. I'm in the shit storm. So now what do I do? Like going on social media and I see my ex, I'm assuming with other people or doing whatever. I don't know. That is so hard. So then, okay. So how do you, how do you shift it? Okay. So you remember you're the creator, right? So you co-created this situation with your ex. You guys co-created this together. Your relationship had a soul contract. And when you learned what you needed to learn, or when you no longer were a vibrational match, which is what I'm guessing was happening because looking at you here, I'm imagining that your vibration is rising. When you're not a match, you can't be together. You have to be a match. It's saying, okay, I created this. I created it that I opened up my Instagram and scrolled at this exact moment. So I would see that picture because this is matching where my vibration's at because I'm feeling like you said, and like everyone understands I'm feeling like a victim, I'm hurting. And so because the focus is on the not having of this relationship, you're going to attract more things that are showing you that you don't have the relationship. So you're going to see things you don't want to see because the universe doesn't care, not doesn't care, but actually social media <laughs> is a really good example of this. The social media logarithm you know, will just bring you more. Let's say you like cake decorating and you look at cake decorating. Well, then when you go to search, you'll just see lots of cakes and cookies. It will bring you more. But yeah. if you're looking at pictures of the Ukrainian war, then when you go to search, you're going to get visions of war. It will just give you more of what you're already focusing on. And that's exactly how the law of attraction works is the logarithm on social media. So how can we shift it? Okay, well, you know, cause sometimes looking at social media is like emotional cutting. You know what I mean? It's like, you're going in, you know, you're looking because you're in that place. But if you were taking a walk or just looking at the sun and feeling it on your face, or I don't know if you're doing yoga or, or if you run or, or bake, or just hang out with a girl and have a glass of wine and laugh in those moments, you have little respites. And then those respites get longer and longer because no one expects you to not sort of dip into that place. It's how can we notice when we're dipping into that place and then say, okay, I'm in that place now. I'm looking through social media. This is torture. I'm changing the channel. 
putting my phone down. I'm going for a walk. I'm putting on music. Even if it's music that makes you cry, crying is a release. Crying is healing. Screaming is a release. Screaming is healing. You know, when dogs are like, they shake the water off and they do that with trauma too. Sometimes you have to literally, like Taylor Smith says, shake it off. I can't believe I just said that. But I just mean, that's another way of releasing, of course, meditation. And what will happen is those stretches of feeling good and refocusing will get longer and longer. And those stretches of feeling the lack of that relationship get shorter. When you were together, was it at the end, was it blissfully amazing or was it stressful? Like when's he, when are we calling? When are we hanging out? We're arguing. Yeah. Towards the end, it definitely wasn't what it was like in the beginning, but it was like, he was like all I knew since I was like 15. I'm 19 now. So it's just kind of like person. Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude for thank you. I learned what a relationship was with you. I grew up with you. It was a safe place that I got to go to dances and always have a date and always have someone and kind of navigate high school with. And that's such a gift. I'm so grateful for you for that. And now I'm going to let you go and live your life and I'm going to grow and you're going to go. And if we're meant to meet back up, we will. But what you're feeling right now is there are beliefs you have that are false about yourself, about what it means to be single, about what it means to meet a guy, about what it means about how he feels about you and your worthiness. And all of those limiting beliefs are all part of the illusion. They're false. You're a pure positive being of love and acceptance and a unique expression of source. And so is he. And you can't lose anyone ever. You're eternally linked. And when you both pass on to the non-physical, you will rendezvous and laugh so hard about this whole thing that you set up together. And then you'll come back and he'll be your son. Okay. That's how weird shit gets. Okay. (laughs) So just to really like zoom out here, understand you can't lose anyone ever. And those negative feelings are just because you're buying into the virtual reality and you are separating from your inner self. You're not seeing it as your inner self sees it. Your inner self sees the beautiful perfection. Your inner self sees the hindsight. Your inner self sees where it's leading. Your inner self knows that that breakup got you here today and that this is where you need to be, that this is the beginning of your whole life. And so your inner self is rejoicing and super excited. And when you can connect with your inner self, you'll feel so good and connected again. Everyone understands this is exactly what you wanted to have happen. You need to have these events in your life. They, they launch you on trajectories. You are doing this. I don't know what he's doing. It doesn't matter. I know that you are, you are, and this is amazing. And I'm excited. And I don't think you're going to have to wait so long in the future to see to look back and see how this set you up for the kind of success in life that you wanted. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Of course. Of course. Of course. I'm so glad you brought it up. Thank you for having the courage to share with us. Yeah. Yeah. But also <laughs> to stay in that gratitude of thank you for all those years. Thank you. Thank you for letting me learn. The first cut is the deepest. Thank you for letting me learn what this feeling is. If you've never had a cold before, you don't appreciate being healthy. You don't have gratitude for your health the same way if you've never been sick. When you fall in love and you get your heart broken, whoever did whatever, it doesn't matter the details, but when you're just hurting from a breakup, 
the gratitude, appreciation, and understanding you have for the next relationship, you wouldn't have that without this. This is so important. Granted, you may come together in the future. If he's doing the work too, doesn't matter. Even if you came back with the same person, same thing applies. There's a new gratitude and appreciation. Thank you so much. Yay. <laughs> All right. Yana. Hi. <laughs> What's up, girl? Doing good. What's up? President, you've got a lot of stuff. I feel like you've got a lot on your plate. Yeah, I definitely do have a lot on my plate. Um, but I just wanted to speak like kind of about my journey through do all I? of this. Yes. Uh, but ever since I was in middle school, I remember having like the absolute worst social anxiety ever. Like my face would turn all red when I spoke in class and like always shaky. My hands were always just like sweaty. It was just hard for me to like show up and be present because I felt like I was always just like kind of my own worst enemy. Yeah. And I was always talking down on myself. Um, and my mom always told me not to, but I never listened. And I was just like, okay, mom, whatever, like not a big deal. And so when I got into college, my freshman year, I kind of started struggling with my academics and I didn't know why I was in school. I didn't know what I wanted to do in the future. I wanted to drop out. Um, and then COVID hit my freshman year and we were all sent home. And so now I was kind of lonely and I was by myself and I was isolated. And I realized that although I had this anxiety, it was the social interaction that filled my cup. That interaction mm. with my friends always filled my cup. And when I was by myself, I didn't know genuinely how to be happy. I was coping in really unhealthy ways and I just was not living a good lifestyle and I didn't feel any love. I was super depressed and just like felt like I was never gonna get out basically. And so during this time, I actually started slightly getting into a little bit of my spiritual journey. It was kind of like the start of it was my low. Um, I just like didn't exactly know what to do. Yep. And so my sophomore year, we came back to school and I was still like kind of on the fence. Like I was kind of getting there, but I was kind of still coping in unhealthy ways and just like didn't have the right mindset. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that I was able to like hold a position in my sorority or like have a position of power where people rely on me because I didn't think I was good enough or smart enough. And so I decided to run. And then when I met Reese, her freshman year, there was something about her. She just had like the most beautiful aura. I don't even know how to describe it. Like something really pulled me to her and she stood out to me among the crowd. And Reese just magically gifted me this book one day, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. And so I read that and I kind of realized, why am I not rooting for myself? if this is my life here. Um, and so it's definitely a learning curve and I go through phases with this, but I try to focus more on love these days after yeah. reading that book. And I acknowledge my fear, but I realize that everything happens for a reason. And if I don't face my fear now, the universe will give me an experience later on where I'm going to have to learn how to deal with the same type of fear. Exactly. Exactly. So, You'll just get other manifestation events that would get more inc increasingly intense mm -hmm. until you are forced to face fear. Now what you did naturally is so beautiful. You're such an example. That's such an inspiring story because 
how you set yourself up, and I mean the non-physical part of you set yourself up is so beautiful, with anxiety around social situations specifically, and then being cut off from all people, right? Mm-hmm. Separation happens in fear. You'll notice when you're in a fight with someone or upset with someone, you think things like, forget it, I don't even need to be friends, or I don't want to see anyone, or don't call me. You separate yourself. Separation is fear. Connection is love, always. Connection, connection, connection. So it's no surprise there. You had that realization that people were feeding you, right? Mm -hmm. The way you got there was that you brought yourself to your knees because you had anxiety around social situations, then you were completely alone. And in that surrender, you got to that point, what can I do? I'm open. And that's what happens. People get brought to their knees in certain situations in their life. And that Reese, it's not dissimilar to you because I know that felt life and death to you in that moment. And you start searching and then you open yourself up for a friend to recommend a book or a podcast or music that you listen to that calls to you and you start your journey from there. And like you said, you've already started living in love and being conscious of your mind and your mind speak. It sounds like your ego mind was just not your friend for the first part of your life, which we can all relate to, right? We're awful to ourselves. We're way kinder to other people. Although you'll notice, and I'm sure you know people in your life, the people that are super critical of other girls, let's say in your group, you know that they're twice as bad to themselves. It's always a mirror. It's always a reflection. It's really hard to be kind to yourself, but you have to be aware of your thoughts. And Mm -hmm. so that's what you did. You became aware of that self-talk. You know, I was talking to someone on this podcast a couple of weeks ago and he came on and he was talking about Beyonce, how we're all like, yes, Beyonce, yes, yes, go. Like everything about her body, voice, look, you're just giving it everything. You're giving me life. What if we talk to ourselves the same way we talk to Beyonce? Why can't we do that for ourselves? Why can't we be our own cheerleaders? Why can't we say, you look good, you're smart. And let me tell you something else you did that is even more impactful than you can ever know and also change the trajectory of your life. You wanted to hold a position in your sorority. You had fears about it. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're inspired to do something, fear always pops up on any level, whether it's take a class, it'll be too hard. Call your mom, she's gonna be busy. But calling your mom is easy, you push past the fear, you do it, no problem. Wear this sweater, it's gonna be too hot. Whatever, I'll wear it anyway. But the bigger things like hold a position is going to create a louder voice. Mm. And what did you do? You pushed past that fear and did it anyway. And by doing that, you told the fear, I don't see you. I don't believe you're real. You're false. You are Mm. irrational. I'm not going to die if I hold this position. And not only did you hold the position, you're holding the position. (laughs) So- (laughs) So you said to that fear, not only do I not see you, but sit down, bitch. (laughs) Like, I'm going to do this. I'm smart enough. I'm worthy. I got it. It doesn't matter if you believed that you got it. You did it anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's two ways to process your fear. You can write down 
what you believe the belief is, which is, I don't think I'm smart enough to hold a position. I don't think I can handle my class load and the load of all the admin and the emails and yada, yada. And then you can write it out and say, of course I can. I've done X, Y, and Z in my life. I know if I can handle that, of course I can handle this. I don't have to do everything in one minute. I can spread it out. I can organize myself. I, it will be great. I can learn how to manage my time. Well, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Or you could just take the action. Mm-hmm. And that's what you did. And that's the, the funny thing. Yeah. Like I kind of in that moment where I was deciding whether or not to run for president, I kind of just said like, why don't I just do it? Like, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to let the universe decide for me yeah. because I wasn't sure if I was capable. And so once I got it, I was still having those limiting beliefs at first. And I was like, sure. sure. Now I'm here. I'm stuck and I'm not good enough. You got to keep then, dealing yeah. with the fears. So I noticed that like, the more I think positively about my situation, the more I trust myself and the more I trust the universe, like the more things come to me, the more positives and like opportunities come to me. Okay. So here's what's so important. That's alignment because you're in trusting, you're in faith. And so in that alignment, again, it's an attractive universe. The more you believe in yourself, the more you will be provided evidence that you can handle it. Here's the one adjustment I want to make. You said, I'm going to let the universe decide, but the universe is not outside of you. You are the universe. You're the creator of your universe. So you know who decided you, mm-hmm. the, the inner you, you are source. Imagine that you are all the sun. The sun doesn't care what anyone says about it. The sun doesn't care if it's late to a meeting. The sun doesn't care what the politics are. The sun just constantly is expressing love and emanating light. You knew that you could do it. It was inspiration sent to you by the the soul version of you. We call it the inner being, the non-physical part of you. Your inner self sent you that inspiration to run for president. And your inner self said, and here it is. I already decided. It was already decided even before you even ran. It was done. Mm -hmm. You were just stepping into your destiny to do it. But you didn't have to, you have that choice. You always have free will. You could have succumbed to the fear. And just like you said, so astutely, had you not run, you would have come up against something else you wanted to do. And that same exact fear. But because you did it, you evolved, you raised your vibration, you changed your perception of yourself. Think of how differently you see yourself today than you did a year ago. I mean, whoa, two years ago, not even, I, that's insane. That you're like now, a person. Totally. And all that changed was your perception, living in love and your bravery, honestly, because it takes bravery to act on inspiration. But if you just keep doing that in little ways and big ways, your life keeps changing and growing and expanding more people, more things, but only enough that you can handle it. Nothing is ever given to you that you can't handle ever. The universe or you never gives you anything more than you can handle in that moment ever. I'm just, I, I'm just meeting you now, but I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And, and it's not to say to be afraid of negative emotions. This is what we don't want. Like, this is so important too. It's not, and you know this, I'm saying this, you know, I'm saying for people listening, right? It's not about Pollyanna, right? It's not about like, everything is good. Everything is amazing. Everything's so good. It's like, it's good. And inside you're like, fuck. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's knowing what to do with the negative emotions. Okay. 
I'm stressed about this. I'm stressed. I, I, I feel it. I don't feel good. I don't, I'm not seeing the perfection. I feel like a victim. I'm not seeing it. What's the next best thought? Okay. I don't see it now. I know this will pass. I will see it. I'm going to see it. Okay. You go from sort of anger to sadness. All right. I just still don't feel good, but I know I will feel better. I know I'm the creator. Uh, I'm the creator. Why did I create this? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to go journal. Okay. I'm going to take a walk. And it just wants like the next thing that you can do. I'm going to call a friend who's like-minded with me and can help me sort of shift my perspective on this until you realize that that negative emotion was just there to show you that you have a limiting belief, that you have a belief that is false, that you're holding yourself back in your belief system. That's it. Thank you, inner self. I see I have a limiting belief here. I'm going to figure out what it is. I get it. Or I'm going to open myself for inspiration and I'm going to act on inspiration. That's all that's happening ever. You guys think about it this way. We're literally on a rock spinning in outer space. Okay. Like what's what, like what, like, what are we, we're worried. Like, what are we worried about? I mean, what is actually happening? Okay. <laughs> it's all going to be okay. We came here to have these exact experiences. Our souls in the non-physical can't experience negative emotions, can't experience pain or destruction or despair. It's all love. Like you said, we're all love. We're all sons. The entire universe is created from source energy. So we come here and the thing we're the most excited about is getting our hearts spoken, is failing the test, is breaking a bone. And then even like, like darker things, you know, this is why people watch true crime and why we're also fascinated with dark stuff. Why horror films are so popular. I think actually the most popular genre because we're fascinated and that's why it's so brief. It's so short that we're here to have those experiences. Bravo, ma'am. Bravo. Jackie, I have a question. I snap in your sorority. Yes, Reese. Okay. So I feel like Lexi and Yana could definitely relate to this recently. Like we're spiritually growing. Life is great. We're coasting. We're on uphill. And then all of a sudden it's yeah. like, oh, manifestation event. Like, what are you going to do now? And I'm like, what? oh my God, did I just erase all my progress? No, or- no, no. Next level, <laughs> next level, next level. Never stops, never stops. So basically you have a cement wall in front of you, your fears, your limiting beliefs. Whatever it is, you're banging on the wall. It seems very real. You really believe that that wall is there. You really believe you have social anxiety. It's there. The wall is there. This breakup is the worst thing ever. It's there. And then you start to live your life and change your perspective. And you knock on the wall and it starts to shake. And you realize, oh, it's just made of wood. It's not cement. Oh, and then you shake it out a little bit more. Oh, it's like paper. And then it just disintegrates and you keep walking. You raise your vibration. But guess what? You're going to hit the new wall. And it's sometimes really frustrating and you think I'm backsliding oh my gosh now I'm out of alignment again I'm in the I'm in fear again I don't see the love here I go but you're just in the becoming of the next level so just know that on the other side of that wall is even more clarity even more understanding you guys are moving fast you're younger you're all at a higher vibration so you can go as fast or slow as you want but I feel like you're kind of like, bring it on. You know what I mean? 
So that's what's happening. That next, so what happened? What was the next thing? Well, like I was telling you, the spring break thing. And then I, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going on spring break. So excited. And then they're like, boom, actually you booked the wrong trip and we're going to charge you $200 extra. I was like, oh my God, I'm not going on spring break. Oh no. And then ended up working out perfectly. I just went last week, had so much fun. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just skipped right over to working out perfectly. All right. I remember you texted me. Now, did you have any wobbles in your belief system about being the person that had to schedule spring break for everybody? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I felt like I needed control. Like I was like, let me take the reins. Yes. And anytime you feel fear, that's what we all do. We try to take control and taking control only adds more fear to your reality and creates a bigger manifestation event always. And so making any decision when you don't feel good is not the time to make a decision. The solution and the problem are different vibrations. So if you're not feeling good and you're trying to figure out how to fix it, that's not the time to fix it. You got to get back into alignment, do a meditation, take a walk, call a friend, put on some music, feel better. And when you start to feel good, then make a decision. So that just happened to show you that you had this limiting belief that you we're worried about messing up everybody's spring break. And I remember this and I remember saying to you, it's all working out. It's all, if you believe, if you believe that you are the creator and that you created this, then it will work out in a way you prefer. But if you believe you are the victim and you have no spiritual, you have no bigger control over the situation and you try to take control out of fear, then it will just become a bigger manifestation event. But you knew because you knew because you know. So, and you're searching and in the reaching, simply in the reaching, when you don't feel it, sim- simply in the reaching of, I'm the creator, I created this one, I created this, okay, but why? I know I did. You open yourself up enough, enough to get the idea of what to do. And tell me more, keep going the story. So the story was, you booked everyone's trip and you booked yourself, I think, something wrong trip yeah I have no clue how I did that but I created that and it happened and and I finally get there I have so much fun on the last day as we're checking out I find a woman who works in customer service and I was like hey like I had reached out previously didn't get much of a response but I was charged this extra money was wondering if a refund was possible and she looks she puts me on the top priority of like their customer service stuff and I was like oh my god like just because I'm feeling good now yeah like, all worked out and like I was just I think my dad had talked or sent me a picture of a note that I wrote him but I find myself like laughing at old versions of myself yeah like, oh my god I totally would have like tried to control everything then but I'm like it's fine now and I like I'm gonna explain to you how that works the reason is is because you were feeling good. So you had the inspiration to go to the desk at the moment that you would get the woman who would help you and put you at the top of the priority list. When you're feeling good and you're leaving to go to a meeting, you get the inspiration to leave when traffic is lighter and there's a perfect parking spot right when you get there. When you're stressed and anxious and just trying to control the situation, you get an urge to go to that customer service desk at the exact time that somebody who's working there that will not help you at all and will not be moved by your story and will not put you on the top of the priority list. Do you see how it works? So it's all about 
you are the creator and your inspiration is always guiding you and it's up to you where you're being guided. You're always being led. And do you want to be led in fear or in love? It's up to you. And we're going to do both a lot of the time, but we want to just try to consciously do more of being led by inspiration because it feels good and makes life better. And then your trip was super fun. And then you felt, and how great is it when it all sort of resolved itself, then you're even more excited. Yeah. I felt like the most joy when it resolved itself, like I felt greater joy than I did like anger when it first didn't happen. And like, that was like the awareness that like, I knew I was like, okay, I can do this next time something comes up. And now you're more confident. And so now next time that you run into an issue, you think you're, you stop, you have the emotions of the negative emotions of, oh, oh crap. And then you go, okay, I know it's going to work out. I know, I know I have proof. I have proof of this beneficial belief of this empowering belief because the opposite of a limiting belief is a beneficial belief an empowering belief and you now know but you all in your different stories today have a belief about yourself that's more empowering to bring to your future experiences that's all it's you you have your back always in every moment of every day I love that story. And I remember laughing even when you wrote me because I thought we're going to do the podcast and I know you're going to come on the podcast and you're going to say it all worked out. (laughs) Literally. And I remember you texting me that and you're like, I know it sucks right now, but like trust it's going to work out. And like that word trust just has been resonating with me lately. And I'm like, okay, I just need to trust and surrender. It all worked out. Because a belief is just a thought that you've been thinking a lot. So it starts as a thought then it becomes hope. I hope it will. I hope. Then it becomes, I trust it will. I trust it's going to happen. Then it's like, I have faith. I know I have faith. It's going to happen. And then it's belief. So it's all on that same spectrum. And trust is so much easier for us to grab sometimes and to just straight believe. It's like, I trust it. I trust it. I trust it. And then you get to a place where you, I believe, I believe in the laws of the universe. I believe. It was really hard because we've been conditioned our whole lives that when there's a problem, you got to fix it. Something's going wrong. You got to do something about it. And it's just not the way you just have to get into alignment and in alignment, which just means feeling good, feeling at least neutral, but just not feeling negative emotion, feeling okay, satisfied in the situation in that place, you'll get all the answers you need. And then recognizing that you're getting inspiration and just act on those. Even after the fear comes up telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. Cause your ego mind is like, don't do it. And you just got to do it anyway. And when, if you don't know if it's inspiration or an urge to control, just ask yourself, honestly, how did I feel when I got that idea? Was I excited or was I stressed? If you're stressed and anxious, then you know it was an urge and don't do anything. If you're not feeling good and you don't know what to do, don't do anything. The doing of nothing actually raises your vibration because you're not acting on the urges. Your brain's always firing off things for you to do, always. So you're always gonna get, when you're not feeling good, urges to control, always. If you don't do it, if you don't call that friend and like state your case or walk up to the teacher and tell, you know, give them a piece of your mind, by not doing that, you raise your vibration. You're saying, I'm not acting on an urge. I'm going to wait. I'm going to pause until I feel better. And by the way, if you do act on urge, it's fine. Cause you were meant to do that too. 
because it's not always just for you. Sometimes it's for the other person as well. You're co-creating all the time. You're not doing this by yourself and everything's connected. So sometimes you do get a strong urge to say something to someone. You're like, no, I'm just going to speak my mind. I'm going to say this. No, this is me. This is authentic. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I, I'm in love right now. <laughs> but when it's strong and you do say that, that's just a co-creation and that's perfect too. And don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up for hitting that next wall. Don't beat yourself up if you act on an urge. Don't beat yourself up if you don't feel good. What's weird is I'm in Florida with my family. So we're like three hours ahead. And it was kind of something I want to touch on, but Tell like me. angel numbers. So when I got disconnected, I'm like using my hotspot because the Wi-Fi is not working at the hotel. So I had to like check my phone and it was 222. And like, I know you like look up like angel numbers and there's like mixed like things and whatever, like one, one, one's usually like intuition, eights are abundance, like five is change, four is there anything that's like deeper than that for angel numbers? Like this is the most important thing to remember. You always have your angels and your guides with you at all times. Anytime you see a number that resonates with you, 1111, your birthday, one, two, three, four, anything that you notice, two, 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 that is a signal from them saying we are with you. So it is all deep because it's all showing you that you're connected. It's all showing you where you're supposed to be at the exact moment you're there. It's all letting you know that you're tuned in, tapped in and turned on. It's the same thing when you think about a friend and a song comes on the radio and you think, or a friend calls you and you're just thinking about that person. It's just letting you know that you're connected, that you're tuned in. Your guides are always with you. Your angels are always with you. They're always supporting you in every moment of every day. So yes, those signs, they're specific to each person. Okay. So there are no coincidences, right? Nothing is random. There are no coincidences. <laughs> nothing is random. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. The tuned in, tapped in, turned on. Abraham Hicks. Exactly. But that, that's exactly right. But that's what that is. It's letting them know we're with you. We're with you. You know, and you can just say, hello. The bottom line is, this is so important to you at a young age too. I don't know if you guys journal. I was really resistant to journaling, but I will tell you, you can access your guides at any time. You have that ability. You are your best teacher, guide, and friend. No one has the answers like you have the answers when you are in alignment, when you are feeling good, period. So if there's anything you're dealing with, anything, if you just go and start typing, I type because it's hard for me to write, but I type purge whatever feelings you're having. If you keep typing and you start asking your guides questions, you ask them, invite them in, they will answer you. They will tell you and you will doubt it. You will say, these aren't my guys. I'm talking to myself. And I'm here to tell you there is no difference because we're all one. It's all connected. Anytime you get inspiration, it's from your guides. Anytime you see numbers like that, it's from your guides. Ask your guides questions, ask them for guidance. When you feel good, they will tell you. That is something you can do. You can do it during a meditation. If you don't meditate, just try different things. There's hundreds of different kinds of meditations. I just listen to music. I've tried everything under the sun. The bottom line is you, you are your best guide always. And just, just letting them know we're here. We're here, we're always here. We got you, we got your back, yeah.
love that. That's so comforting. You know, you're more supported (laughs) in every moment of every day that you can possibly imagine. You are never alone ever, ever. And the more you get into this work, the more you'll feel it. You'll feel there's just tons of entities constantly lifting for you. And here's what's crazy. Your inner guides have inner guides. Their inner guides have inner guides. Their inner guides have inner guides. And they're all choosing love for you at all times. So is your body. Your body's made up of trillions of life forms, cells. Each one of those cells is its own life form. Also has a choice. Is also choosing love for you and your journey on this earth. And you were once a cell too. And you kept sort of graduating cells to plants, to animals, to people, all that support all the time. So if something hurting in your body, if something's hurting your body, by the way, that means that your guides have been trying to get your attention for a while and little manifestation events have been happening and you haven't been listening because when it goes to your body, you can't ignore it. A sore shoulder, a sty, whatever it is. Now it's there. It has to be dealt with. You can always go in and ask your body, what are you trying to tell me? What, what am I holding on to? What do I need to let go? What do I need to know? What am I putting in my body that my body doesn't want? You have all the answers. But yes, you are loved and supported by countless infinite amounts of entities at every moment, never alone, ever. And they're always there and ready and waiting and excited when you reach out. I'll throw yeah, that in. Now I'm ready to journal. Now I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. yes. Um, to kind of like go on the whole urge thing when we started talking about the obstacles and whatever, I remembered a quote that I recently saved and I felt like I should read it. I love so that. If, if you don't mind, it says one day, the mountain that is in front of you will be so far behind you. It will barely be visible in the distance, but the person you become in learning to get over it, that will stay with you forever. And that is the point of the mountain. Oh, <clears throat> I love that. And so just having that faith that when you're at that mountain, just know it will pass. Everything passes. That's the only thing you know for sure. Things are always moving forward. And not only will the mountain be behind you, you will be walking higher. You will be different on a different trajectory because of the mountain. Gratitude for the mountain. Thank you, mountain. I am who I am now because of you, because I took a different path to get where I am now because you were there. If there had been no mountain, I would have just kept walking straight. I would not be growing at all. And every time those obstacles come, they create who we are becoming. You are always in the becoming, always. You are always growing, always raising your vibration, always learning, it never ends. You're all so beautiful. You are inspiring. You're gonna change a lot of people's lives. I'm so grateful that you came here and spent an hour with us at the Evolution Pod Club while you have classes and exams and all that craziness. You're all stunningly beautiful, gorgeous humans inside and out. Thank you so much. I hope you had a good time, we did. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.